Well, hi, everybody, and happy new year. My name is Lena Ebijamra. I am your host on the Living with Power Hope podcast. It is exciting to be starting a new year 2022 with you guys. I am pumped. I am pumped about the next series we're doing together. If you can't tell from my voice, you better believe it. I'm just so ready for this year. My word for the year is joy. And I am looking forward to a year full of joy. I am intentionally going to be seeking it. I don't know what your word is, but I am so glad you found us here. We talk about all things related to faith, life, and culture. If you've been here before, welcome back. Welcome to the new year. If it's your first time, then we are glad you're here. Hey, we are going to have a great year together. Uh, We show up every Thursday and I spend time with you, uh, sometimes doing interviews with people about topics of interest. Uh, Sometimes uh, we do some sermons that I've preached in the past or or talks that I've given in various places. But a lot of the times we do what I'm about to launch here, which is a series called Dear Lena. And basically it is a, a series where you send me questions about faith, life, and culture and anything in between. And I try to answer them with usually three bullet points and uh, biblical wisdom. And so I hope that you are ready for another Dear Lena series. Hey, if you are interested in subscribing to the podcast, I am inviting you to do it now. Leave us a review if you love this podcast, uh, share it with your friends, but also we just invite you to find out more about this ministry. Go to livingwithpower.org. And if you have a question for the Dear Lena podcast, send it to Dear Lena, that's D-E-A-R-L-I-N-A at livingwithpower.org. Got a great uh, few weeks ahead of us. I'm also working on a great series with some interviews, but hey, for today, I'm going to try to keep these short and sweet and to the point, but I am excited about this first question. So without further ado, let me hit you with this first episode of a new season of Dear Lena. You guys ready for it? I hope you are because I am. All right, here's a question. Dear Lena, as the new year begins, I feel cynical about setting Bible reading goals because I always fail very quickly into the year. What are some ways I can grow spiritually in the coming year? And do they have to include a regular Bible reading plan? Okay, that is a great question. I am so glad you sent it. Perfect timing for it also. So uh, I just love it because we're just starting the year. And maybe that's you. You know, I've done my share of New Year's resolutions. Maybe you already have a new journal that you just bought, maybe even a new Bible. And you have mixed feelings about it. When I was young, I was always so pumped about these uh, New Year's and what would happen in my life in the New Year. But as I've gotten older, I know my record. I know how I can start strong but fail well into the New Year or sometimes early in the year, depending on the what's going on in my life. And so I, I can feel the sentiment behind this question. And and uh, and I, I think it's a great question to ask. Is it worth doing goals? And and really for Christians who are in the faith and, and who want to grow in their walk with God, then a legitimate question specifically. So I see there's two tiers to this question. One is, should we set goals if we can't keep them? And two, specifically, what what are the goals that are going to help us spiritually and does it have to include a regular Bible reading plan? And I think also people can get very legalistic and very strict about their Bible reading plan. And sometimes we get so caught up with the plan that we miss the point of the plan. So I want to sort of break this down a little bit. I think it's a great question. And so here's three thoughts about New Year's goals, even as we now consider this coming year. And I think you will find them helpful. Number one, you will never accomplish the goals you do not set. All right, that's just logic. Uh, when it comes to goals and resolutions, you will never accomplish the goals you do not set. If you don't set a goal, it won't happen. I mean, to this day, I get my to-do list out. I've got a three by five card that I put on top of a little day timer that's a couple inches in width and three inches in height. And that's my system. Everyone has, has a system. People swear by online systems, the Evernote system. The whole point of a system is not to rule you, but to 
Envision the things that you want to do is to set goals so that you accomplish them. And it's the same with spiritual disciplines. Things don't just happen. Not some things just happen in life and you go, oh my gosh, that was really nice. But by and large, I think about my life, every goal that I've ever accomplished has been there because I set it, whether it's been a, a you know, we just bought the Hope Ranch, which is our new retreat center for the uh, ministry that I run, Living with Powers, our ministry. And so we just bought this retreat center. It started with an idea and then it became a goal. And then now we've got financial goals for it and the planning of the rehab of the barn. And, and that's a big lofty goal that is becoming a reality because it took on body as we thought it and wrote it down and planned for it. And so whether it's a big goal like this or a Bible reading goal, which is again, something that is part of our spiritual discipline as Christians, you've got to set a goal. Otherwise it won't just happen. I'll tell you my little story here in a couple of minutes or less. I uh, started uh, exercising the year I started medical school. I'm a pediatric ER specialist, doctor, now I do telehealth. But um, I remember when I was going to go to med school, I was young. I was 20. I went, I went to college at 16. Uh, don't worry, I'm not that smart. I just grew up in another country and I skipped a grade or something. But I, uh, I remember when I, uh, when I went to the, um, uh, that summer of medical school, I went to camp and somebody at Christian camp said to me, hey man, it'd be really good for you to start exercising daily if you want to make it through med school. I can't even remember who told me that. But around that time at the Christian camp, uh, there was a message series and, and the guy who preached gave us a challenge. Actually, I think it was Steve Bennett, who is now the president of the college that I attended at the time he was a traveling evangelist. And he gave us a statistic that it takes 21 days to form a habit. And I remember thinking to myself, well, if running is good for the physical body, then reading the Bible is good for the spiritual soul. And so I decided to start a habit and I set a goal that for 21 days, I would take it upon myself to read the Bible and to run daily. And I wasn't much of a runner. I just knew that it was inexpensive to go buy a pair of running shoes. And I just got a calendar out and I marked out the days. And every day I would check off a thing. And, and it was my goal. And I started writing on the to-do list. Devos, which was time with God, devotional, and run. And like for years, I remember being in the system, but it was a goal that I was able to accomplish because I set it. Again, so there can be big goals, buying a retreat house, or little goals, running every day, which is not really little, but you get my point. You will never accomplish the goals you don't set. Had I not thought it, had I not written it down and played for it and bought the running shoes, it would never have happened. So whether you're thinking as you start 2022 of a Bible reading plan or of just exercising or of studying or pursuing a career or marrying. Listen, I'm single. You can't even get married without setting a goal of saying, well, hey, I'm interested. If you don't set a goal, I never set a goal to get married. I'm still single. I never set a goal to find a guy. I'm still single. Now, can it accidentally happen? Sure. In Hallmark movies. Aren't you sick of Hallmark movies? We just finished watching a million of them. They all sound the same and look the same, but it hasn't happened to me because it hasn't been a goal. And so if you want to accomplish a goal for 2022, it's not too late, a week into the year, to sit down with a journal and think about what it is that you want to start writing them down. Spiritual disciplines are just that. They're habits set intentionally. When people talk about the spiritual disciplines, we're talking about things that are going to be good for you spiritually, like prayer. Traditionally, people think of spiritual disciplines as prayer and Bible reading and fasting. And so even attending church regularly, those are spiritual disciplines. Those are things that we do regularly that help us grow spiritually. Those are set intentionally. They don't just happen. Some, your pastor doesn't magically have a desire for those things more than you. No, God put in all of us a desire for him, but those disciplines are what grow and, and, and it's like a garden 
garden. Those are what, as you till those spiritual disciplines, as you plow the field of your heart through the disciplines, that's what causes you to have fertile ground to grow. So spiritual disciplines form your spiritual goals, you know, it's sort of tied hand in hand. You know, you, that's how, if you're thinking about spiritual goals for 2022, start thinking about, okay, what is that? I want to be holy. Well, what does that mean? Well, well, start thinking through what that looks like. Well, to be holy, you want to spend time with God. Well, how do you spend time with God? Well, you got to think about the spiritual disciplines. So that might entail a Bible reading plan, or that might entail time in prayer, or a walk where you pray twice a week. Maybe that's all you have time for. Or, or however, I have a friend who told me she wants to start fasting this year because she really believes in prayer and fasting. It's a spiritual discipline. Well, you've got to, why does she want to do it? Well, because she has a spiritual goal of getting closer to God and seeing God's movement in her life. And so those things are tied hand in hand. As you think through what are going to be my spiritual goals for the year, you cannot write them down and form them without embracing some form of spiritual discipline. But you will never accomplish those goals if you don't set them. And this, so again, putting it plainly, spiritual disciplines start with a plan. And so I believe in that. I believe in it. And I, I mean, one of the blessings in my life has been to be in a home that set this discipline. All four of my siblings, there's four of us in the family, we were brought up with this disciplined, you know, intentional pursuit of, 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 of things like we make our bed in the morning. Like I, I remember somebody put a, you know, a speech on Facebook once about this general who gave a talk at a college graduation. And he basically boiled it down to like people who make their bed in the morning, every morning are like more likely to succeed. I think it's true because it's a discipline. Like I don't leave a rumpled bed. Now I'm not looking down if you don't make a bed, like good for you. Maybe you have a little bit more room for, you know, impulsive nature, but, but, but listen, when it comes to accomplishing goals, people always want to know, how do, you, how do you get things done in the day? Well, I have goals set and, they're, and, and the things don't get done unless I write them down and plan for them, whether it's cleaning your closet or that drawer that in, maybe for 25 years you've been looking at that drawer and you're like, this year, 2022 is going to be the year that I clean it. Listen, you write it down, you make it your goal and you pursue it and it will get done this year. So you will never accomplish the goals you don't set. All right, that's, I'm, I'm going to get off my pedestal, whatever you want to call that. Here's a second point to think about as we think about goals and the new year. You will never grow spiritually without a regular intake of God's word. There is no way around it. You will not grow spiritually without a regular intake of God's word. Jesus himself gave the parable of like the seed, which is the word of God that was being thrown on the road. And, and then he later explained that it was like on hearts and some, some were receptive and they flourished and others looked like they were flourishing, but there were chokes and thorns and it stopped the growth of the word. And others, they were like hard like rock and didn't even take. There were four categories that Jesus gave an example of, but it started by shedding that seed of the word of God onto hearts. And so, yes, we have to have soft hearts, but we have to have a regular intake of God's word. Now, some of my favorite verses, there's so much scripture to support this idea of being in God's word daily. I think there's, you know, Psalm 119 comes to mind. I love this verse. What did I find here? Let me open up my notes. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. If you're feeling, man, like I don't know the way, I don't know the direction in my life. I feel confused. Spend time in God's word daily. You need it. Here's another verse. Psalm 119, 162 says, I rejoice at your word like one who finds great spoil. David had such a nature to express his love for the word of God. David wrote that Psalm 119. If you want to see the importance of God's word, you spend time in that Psalm. Here's, here's one of my favorite verses about God's word. Uh, Jeremiah, my favorite prophet, he's the weeping prophet. He wrote in Jeremiah 15, 16, your words were found and I ate them and your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. 
All right, this is an awesome, awesome reminder of how beautiful God's word is to us. Uh, I love Joshua 1, 8 to 9. I, I know I'm going quickly over those verses. You need to go back, listen at half speed. I promise you, you'll get a lot out of these verses. But Joshua 1, Joshua took over after Moses. The guy was a brilliant strategist, leader, a godly man. And, and I mean, the guy is just the story of Joshua. If you want to be encouraged, take this month of January and read through the book of Joshua. He wrote, this book of the law shall not depart. God, and these were the words of God to him. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you will meditate in it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. This book of the law will not depart from your mouth, but you will meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. And so, listen, God's word is clear. You got to spend time in his word. Here's a few more verses just to give you, again, a biblical argument for spending time in God's word. We're talking about the new year, new goals. Do I need to spend time in God's word? Man, I know I'm not great at it. I fail. Listen, God wants you to do it. Here's another one. Second Timothy, Paul wrote this, the book of Timothy to... Uh, to Timothy, a letter to encourage him as a young pastor. He said, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. By the way, you go, man, I don't got time for the Bible. Here's the next verse after that. He writes, but avoid irreverent babble, aka Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I find it to be irreverent babble for will lead people into more and more ungodliness. Listen, I'm not saying everyone on Twitter is like that, but a lot of it is. And then of course, the most famous verse probably on the importance of God's word um, is in 2 Timothy chapters 3. Uh, verse 14 through the end of that chapter, but as for you, continue in what you've learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Why is it important? Here's what he says in verse 16, 2 Timothy 3, 16. All scripture, this is why we read God's word, because all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be complete and equipped for every good word. So, number one, you will never accomplish the goals you don't set. Number two, you will never grow spiritually without a regular intake of God's word. God's word is like water to our soul. It is a delight to us. Psalm 19 is another great passage of scripture. Man, I forgot. Psalm 19. Who? What? Who am I kidding? That psalm is like the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony, testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Later he says, it's again, David, more to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. David saying, man, the word of God is better than money and riches and what we deem in this world as success. So there are a lot of ways to take God's word in daily. You know, you don't all have to do it the same. This year, I went back to the U version. Last year, I decided to go on a on an actual, like, the Bible in touch. What do you call it? Like, they're all Bible, but this is in touch, not digital. And it was okay, but I travel a lot. And honestly, in hindsight, I think we're so in the digital mode. I find that I can read the Bible more regularly if I do it digitally now. So I have, I'm back to that. I picked a U version plan. I need that in my life. I like the regularity. I do a whole year plan through the whole Bible. Like I need to read through the whole Bible. That's just me. Now, many people hate that system. They find it too big a chunk of scripture. It doesn't matter how you read it. Just eat it. It's like some people like the buffet. Other people just like to go to the same old Thai food place every day. Just eat. If you don't eat, you die. That's it. There is a direct correlation in how close you feel to God 
with how often you commune with God. The more time you spend with God, the more you will feel close to God. And the easiest way to spend time with God is to read his word. Of course, part of that time with God is prayer. Prayer is you talking to God and listening to God and then reading the word is ingesting his word, hearing what he has to say. That's what I do when I open the scriptures. I go, God, what do you need? What do you want from me today? Where are we going today? What's your plan for me today? And then I read that section of scripture and it just, listen, some things stick out more than others. I just say, Spirit of God, let the verse that you want to stick out, stick out. And some things I retain more than others. But over the course of the year, it's like somebody watering a plant. If you don't water it, it will die. But you water it regularly and you will see your heart will grow. And so as you read the Bible, you will find there are promises to hold on to for the one who eats God's word. God has promised, Joshua 1, I read you, verses 8 and 9. He says, you, your life will be successful if you meditate on God's word day and night. And I'm telling you guys, I'm halfway through my life, more than halfway. I'm half a century. This year, 2022, I will be 50 on April 29th. And I will tell you that uh, I can attest to the fact that the things that have happened in my life that are good, I know some people are cynics and they'll be like, you're just a hard worker. No, I can tell you, I give all glory to God. All the good things that have happened in my life have been because I've been covered by the shelter of God's word. And I've been as best as I can, not always, but increasingly obedient to his word. And I can tell you that those plans that I've written down, those goals that I've set, and those decisions to read the Bible and spend time in God's word have never, never, never been wasted in my life. And I can sit down with you and tell you some of the things, by the way, many material blessings in my life that have been a result of, of seeing God's word trusting God in times of fear, giving sacrificially when I have felt like I can't because I see the pattern in God's word. I've chosen obedience. Listen, it's not because of who I am. It's because of God's grace in my life. So if I can urge you at this first week of the year, make a plan. You will never grow spiritually without a regular intake of God's word. Come up with a way to do it. Again, I do you version, a whole Bible plan. I've chosen this year one called Dig Deeper. I don't know who writes it, but I like it. It takes some from the Old Testament, some from the New Testament, and some from, I think, the Job or Psalm. I don't know. And then I'm doing another one that's a Psalm and Proverb because I believe that you need to be in the Psalms and Proverbs as well for wisdom and for praise. Psalms is the language of praise. Proverbs is the language of wisdom. You go, how do you have time to do it? Listen, I make the time. I make the time because I need the Lord. Here's the last point, and I'll try to wrap up. Usually I try to keep these things under 20 minutes, but we're not uh, dictated by in any, any way by anybody. So here's the third point. You will never achieve growth because of a perfect Bible reading plan, all right? So this is the other side of that coin. On one side, you need to make a plan. You need to have goals. Here's the other side of a plan. You're never gonna achieve growth simply because of a Bible reading plan, all right? It doesn't work this way. We're not pursuing God in the flesh. Our growth, while it is health, like you, you water a plant, it will grow. So there's a correlation between spending time with the Lord, but if you turn it into a legalistic, man, I did this, why isn't God doing this? Well, then you miss it. You miss the heart of what it is. And so the key to your spiritual growth is that it depends on God's perfection, not yours. The question that came in was, man, is it worth doing the Bible reading plan daily? I always fail. What's the point of doing it? Listen, it's not about my perfection. There are days, I'm going to tell you the truth. There are days I'm in a rush. I'll read through the Bible reading plan quickly. And I, and I know in my head, I'm like, dude, I'm just doing it to get done with it. And I feel bad about it, but it's not my works or my perfection. It's 
consistency, not perfection. And it's God's goodness and perfection, not mine. So on one hand, the key to our spiritual growth is just being consistent. You might miss some days. You might miss a whole week. Just come back to it. Not perfection, but consistency. But also the key to our spiritual growth is that it depends on God's perfection, not mine. He's the one who grows us. And so lastly, the key to our spiritual growth is an understanding that weak, your weak commitment and the inevitable attack of the evil one, you, you have to acknowledge that. The key to our growth is an understanding our weak commitment and the inevitable attack of the evil one, but seeing God's faithfulness as greater. Yeah, we're going to fail. Yeah, our commitment is going to be weak. I mean, it's just like, it's just, we're lazy. We're prone to wanting to just do nothing. Watch Netflix, just relax, scroll through Twitter. And inevitably, Satan will take advantage of that. But we have to see God's faithfulness as greater than our weakness. And so whether you have had an immensely great track record, by the way, there's a lot of self-righteousness that can grow from. Now, I've read my Bible every day for the past 10 years. I'm so great. And, and I've been caught up in thinking that. But I've also had years where it hasn't been that. And I've learned over the course of my life that it is God's goodness, not my greatness, that have achieved spiritual growth. It is the Holy Spirit working through the means of spiritual discipline in our life. That is our power, okay? So there's no point of pride here. There's simply a dependence on the Lord. John 14, 26 talks about the Holy Spirit being our teacher. 1 John 2, 27 also talks about the fact that it is the Holy Spirit who has anointed us and who is with us and will teach us. And so listen, if you're questioning how you're going to make it through 2022, you start by setting goals, make it simple, make it tangible, make it doable, and let it start with those spiritual disciplines that will allow you to have the time to commune with God. It is worth more than any gym membership. It is worth more than any dating service. It will be your life. If you need any help or ideas on how to do this, please send me an email. If you have any questions for the Dear Lena, send them to dearlena at livingwithpower.org. I'm going to end this podcast by just telling you to have an awesome day. Hey, on Thursday nights, I teach live on Facebook. Go to our livingwithpower.org website and you'll see at the top of the page a blue bar that says join our community. That'll take you to the page or just go to Facebook and look for Living With Power Facebook community. And we would love to have you come on. We are starting a study in Nehemiah. I'm teaching through a couple of books of the Bible this year. I cannot wait. If you're still looking for uh, just ways to be encouraged, uh, I have a book that came out a couple of months ago called Fractured Faith that's available on Amazon. I'd love for you to get it. Hey, since it's the new year and we're looking for new ways uh, to get going here in the Word of God and in the ways of God, I want to send you a book of mine. Uh, I can send you either Resolved, 10 Ways to Stand Strong and Live What You Believe, or Fractured Faith, which is my newest book. Why don't you email me, dearlena at livingwithpower.org, and ask me for a book. Put in your address, and then I'm going to send you that book, all right? That's my gift to you because I believe in the importance of putting God first and making a plan to grow. And I think this is just one way that will encourage you to do it. So love you guys. Glad to be back in the Dear Lena episodes. Uh, have a great Thursday, great weekend. I'll see you again next week. Bye.